Oh, 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look around and you'll see 
Yeah, cool. 
אל ישועתי, אבטח ולא Oh, 
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning, final day of November. Thank God we have an exciting December coming up, Baruch Hashem. Thank God, thank God. It is uh, Monday morning on this 30th of November. Yesterday was Haftet in November. If you're not familiar with that, then uh, make sure to... um, Ask your teachers, your abayim, your rabbis, your parents, your grandparents, why is the 29th of November, known as Chavtet November, yesterday, such an important day in Jewish history? Anyway, today it's the 30th of November, day 14, in the month of Kislev, the year 5781. Tavshin Pei Aleph. done by Yoeli Greenfeld. You heard me, Chagamrin's Havdallah. Medley uh, number, or I should say letter D from Simcha Liner's Project Relax, Israeli edition. Masecha Hashem, it's our Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday with 53 degrees, 74% humidity, winds are east at 12 miles per hour. Well, today the talk is about the uh, the wind, the showers, the thunderstorms. If you're in this area, if you're near the home of the Nahum Siegel Network here in lower Manhattan, uh, we are expecting rough weather today with a high temperature of 64. Tonight, scattered thunderstorms early with a low of 53, and tomorrow mostly cloudy and a high, 56 degrees. 66 right now in Yerushalayim. We're at 53 in New York City as we say good morning here at JM in the AM. Welcome to a Monday, everybody, and thanks for tuning in as we head back to school and back to work, and I hope everybody has school and work. I hope, I hope, I hope. Hope you're able to... uh, Hope you're able to um, 
have normal school and normal work on this Monday. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Next week, we head to Dubai. We'll be broadcasting from the UAE on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week. Hard to believe, huh? Big thank you to all of our supporters, all the people that have been instrumental in making this a uh, an amazing plan for a journey. All of our supporters, the people at koshertravelers.com. In fact, if you want to go to Dubai for winter vacation, that's who you get in contact with, koshertravelers.com. Our friends at Steinreich Communications, uh, the uh, United Arab Emirates Israel Business Council, uh, our friends at Cross River Bank. Big thank you to everybody who's part of this uh, journey. It is um, honestly pretty remarkable the way this is coming together. Please, God, please, God, Bliyayin Hara. Um, if you're looking for a job, feel free to send us your resume. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. And if you want to support our uh, network and all the things that we do before the end of the year, because we are getting now into the month of December starting late tonight, you're planning your year-end giving, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. I want to thank those who have been commenting on the app over the weekend. Um, and uh, feel free to comment on the app whenever you wish, and feel free to be in touch with us via email, nachum at nachumsegel.com, nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at nachumsegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. Our sources tell us that the Prime Minister of Israel is going to have an announcement this afternoon, likely while we're still on the air, um, about uh, something to do with elections. That is the word we have. So if we learn anything from Israel between now and the end of the show, obviously we'll pass it along to you. But uh, apparently there's going to be some announcement being made by the Prime Minister regarding elections in Israel. What that means, who knows? I don't think anybody knows what it means. Uh, but we'll certainly be paying careful attention, that I can tell you. I'm curious what it might be, frankly. <laughs> so we will see uh, what that's all about. Monday morning, we're heading back to school and back to work, and we are with JM in the AM.
Er is doch der Meile, Oilom. Ay, wenn sie schwer, darf man glauben, wenn sie's geht, aber der Leuten, wo wir niemals gehen, er in sie geschreit. Ui, wei, Tate, 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 wenn geht mir schon
Avi Delevante, Nisim Black. Such a beautiful city. Je t'ai quitté Jérusalem en pleurant. I left my tears on your stone, Jerusalem. Mais je sais, je reviendrai, je suis croyant. Je t'aime en Jérusalem. La gloire, tu la portes en toi. Mais toi, on te Bright, the free town ain't a fire in a world like this. So we pray for the city with a fire on our lips. Yerushalayim, we see all the other lands truly need thee. Whether or not an embassy, sympathetic empathy will bring us to a greater peace. Uh, Cause we're the glory of the east. God's greatest gift runs deeper than the sea. Love and justice and truth we preach. Even on a shorthand, we still reach. You 
you've really done your best Passed every test Never questioning anything at all So this I promise you If you promise to stay true Your children will be like the stars in the sky This vast universe before your very eyes Endless in number and endless in size You couldn't count him if you tried I promise you tonight Oh Now that I've granted you a son one more thing to be done, so listen, please. Take the one you love and sacrifice him up above as an offering to me. So this I promise you, if you promise to stay true, your children will be like the stars in the sky, this vast universe before your very eyes, endless in number and endless in size, couldn't count him if you tried, you couldn't count him if you tried. Loyal to me Your name will carry on Your nation will grow strong A promise kept throughout history So this I promise you If you promise to stay true Your children will be Like the stars in the sky This vast J.M. in the A.M. R.E.A. Kunstler, an amazing selection entitled The Promise. Before that, Avi the Levante and Nisim Black. Peace in the World. Dufaratza, done by Rogers Park. Avremo had both Itchani and that medley off of Project Relax with uh, Avram Freed. Monday morning, J.M. in the A.M., a week away from our trip to the UAE. Broadcasting there a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week. 
We thank all of our sponsors and all those who are making it possible. A big, big thank you. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old World Classics, Beef Fry, Kishka, and more. And modern, better-for-you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items as well. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net and try A&H today. By the way, when you're there, enjoy a 10% discount with promo code radio, kosherdogs.net. Speaking of promo code radio, our friends at Art Scroll, and we're about to... Uh, before we leave, hopefully before the end of this week, we're going to speak to Rabbi Yisrael Besser, the brand new book about Nishmas, the prayer Nishmas. And um, remember, all 3,000 titles at artscroll.com, all 3,000 titles at artscroll.com are 20% off with no minimum with the promo code radio. Free shipping, no minimum. 20% off with promo code radio for anything for the new uh, book about challah uh, by Rabbi Nachman Seltzer to um, Rabbi Horowitz's brand new book that we spoke about on the air. They are all available. Everything, all 3,000 titles at 20% off, free shipping, no minimum, promo code radio. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSingle.com, and the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, in the beloved NSN app. The Prime Minister of Israel apparently is going to have an announcement regarding elections coming up an hour from now. One hour from now, we are supposedly going to hear from the Prime Minister of Israel regarding elections. Speaking of Israel, this Thursday at 8 a.m., we dedicate the hour to the holy city of Hebron. I know everyone out there enjoys those conversations that connect us to the holy city of Hebron. And the reason we're doing it this Thursday is because the Chevron Fund has their annual cause match campaign, which will take place on Wednesday and Thursday of this week, where all donations will be tripled. All donations will be tripled. That's pretty cool. Information coming up. Again, that's Wednesday and Thursday cause match campaign for the Chevron Fund. Our hour dedicated to Chevron will be Thursday, the 8 o'clock hour here at JM in the AM. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. Galitzal, Yerushalayim, Asha'a 2, Shalom Rav, Kan Rani Avnai, Ima Shekore Achshav. המשבר הפוליטי בין כחול לבן לליכוד עולה שלב, יושב ראש כחול לבן גנץ החליט כי מפלגתו תקדם שלושה חוקים בנושאי שוויון ואיסור על אפליה ללא תאום עם הליכוד. השר אלון שוסטר מכחול לבן קרא אצל אמיר ריבגי, אם ראש הממשלה לא ישנה את התנהלותו, נרגיש משוחררים לקדם את הדברים בהם אנו מאמינים. או שראש הממשלה יחליט לחזור בו מהדרך הפסולה של ביזוי ההסכם איתנו, וביזוי החוק, כמו שאמר היועץ המשפטי לממשלה, וביזוי האזרחים שנמצאים במצוקה אדירה בתקופה הזאת של משבר הבריאות והכלכלה, אם הוא לא יעשה כן. אנחנו נהיה משוחררים, וחובתנו יהיה לדאוג למדינה יותר מוצלחת. ובתוך כך ראש הממשלה נתניהו ימסור בעוד כשעה הצהרה מיוחדת בנושא הבחירות. גופתו של יונתן היילו, שהורשע בהריגת גבר שפגע בונית והשתחרר בשנת 2018 מהכלא, אותרה בחוף הים בנתניה. כתבתנו הדעה שטייף מוסרת שנסיבות מותו והרקע לאירוע עדיין בבדיקה. 
מאז פרוץ משבר קורונה, מספר התובעים הבטחת הכנסה הכפיל עצמו. מדווחת כתבתנו ניב יגור. מספר הזכאים לקצבת הבטחת הכנסה זינק ב-95% בשמונת החודשים שחלפו מאז פרוץ המשבר, ועומד היום על 115,000, כ-30% מהזכאים כיום הם צעירים בגילי 18 עד 35, כ-40% מהתביעות מגיעות מהחברה הערבית. מעקב גלי צה"ל בשל משבר קורונה יקבלו החיילים הבודדים המשרתים בצבא ואינם עובדים מענק חודשי על סך 1,500 שקלים. מדווח כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון צחי דבוש. ועדת העלייה והקליטה של הכנסת בראשות דוד ביטן החליטה שכל חייל בודד המשרת בצה"ל ומחזיק באישור עבודה אך איננו עובד יקבל מענק חודשי על סך 1,500 שקלים. את המענקים יקבלו החיילים הבודדים החל מחודש ינואר ועד ליוני. מדובר בסיוע חיוני למי שנאלצים להתמודד לבדם עם משבר הקורונה. מעקב גלי צה"ל, שלושה הרוגים ויותר מ-600 פצועים בתאונות דרכים בשבוע שחלף. מדווחת כתבת הבטיחות בדרכים, נועה בן. שלושה בני אדם נהרגו בכבישי ישראל בשבוע החולף, ו-668 נפצעו, בהם 12 באורח קשה, 29 בינוני והיתר קל. כך עולה מנתוני הרשות הלאומית לבטיחות בדרכים ומגן דוד אדום, המגיעים במסגרת מעקב תוכניתנו יומן הצהריים. שניים מתוך שלושת ההרוגים בדרכים השבוע היו רוכבי אופנוע שסטו מהדרך. האחד פגע במעקה הבטיחות, התהפך ונהרג, והשני גם הוא איבד שליטה, סטה מהנתיב, פגע במדרכה ובעמוד תאורה, החליק לנתיב הנגדי, ועדת הכלכלה החליטה הפטור מהיטל השבחה על התקנת לוחות סולארי מתווסף להצעת חוק מקורות האנרגיה בעקבות בקשה של חברת הכנסת מיקי חיימוביץ'. כתבתנו איילת ברון מציינת כי הפטור שחוסך עשרות ואף מאות אלפי שקלים בהתקנת לוחות סולאריים אמור היה לפקוע בסוף השנה. מזג האוויר למחר במשך היום יחל לרדת גשם מקומי. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Shabbat Shalom 
J.M. in the A.M. with Eitan Katz. That's Vanemar. 
Monday morning as we head back to school and back to work. Hope you're doing well, everybody. Thanks to uh, Matis and Avrami and uh, Mark and everybody responsible for such great programming between Friday, Saturday night, and Sunday. It is much appreciated. Unbelievable programming here at the Nahum Siegel Network for you to enjoy no matter when it is, even Thanksgiving weekend. So I thank them very much for that. Final day of November, 53 degrees, some wind, some showers, thunderstorms. Looks like a rough day weather-wise in this area with a high of 64. Just be aware it's supposed to be pretty wet no matter where you go in New York and New Jersey uh, today. So keep that in mind. Our Hevron Cause Match campaign will concentrate on it on Thursday. The campaign is Wednesday and Thursday. Go to the uh, Hebron Fund uh, website for details. Again, that's a cause match campaign where everything donated is going to be tripled. We'll speak more about that Thursday morning here at JM in the AM. So keep that in mind. Our friends and partners in Torah are encouraging everybody to check out their website, partnersintorah.org slash Shabbat. Partnersintorah.org slash Shabbat. A unique and wonderful opportunity to hop on the Partners in Torah bandwagon with three weeks of curriculum having to do with Shabbos, something that's uh, pretty easy, thank God, uh, to review with a partner. Go to partnersintorah.org slash Shabbat, partnersintorah.org slash Shabbat for all the details. I want to thank everybody who's making our trip possible to the UAE. We broadcast there Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week from Dubai. I certainly hope you'll be tuned in and be part of it as we get set for the journey. And to all of our supporters and all of our great sponsors, we say thank you, including our friends at Cross River Bank, uh, including our friends at um, Rosenbaum Financial Services, including our friends at koshertravelers.com, our friends at Steinreich Communications, shopeichlers.com, all those that are participating in sponsoring our journey to the UAE next week should be very, very exciting. Uh, by the way, I got it. Speaking of moving and traveling, I got a communique overnight from uh, one of my close friends that there's a uh, there's a big Mazel Tov going out, a Tzeschem L'Shalom and Mazel Tov to Elia Weichselberg, Weichselbaum rather, Elia Weichselbaum and Karen Berger. They are moving to Rehovot. Uh, they are moving to Rehovo tonight. They are making Aliyah literally tonight, Monday night. So Tzeschem L'Shalom to Elia Weichselbaum and Karen Berger, who are moving to Rehovot. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. How amazing is that? Please keep in mind a couple of Cholim who were brought to our attention on our app. Uh, please keep in mind Malka Baschana Rachel in critical condition. Malka Baschana Rachel, and we thank you. Also keep in mind the Shalom Avraham. Ben Peshalea. Again, uh, that's um, Shalom Avraham and Peshalea, and our thanks for that. Monday morning broadcast. This is JM in the AM as we continue.
To think I knew it all How to handle every hurdle Big and small mm, Blind to the internal In my world of the external I stood tall I used to think I was my work Coming home was just a perk And my future was safe and secure Yeah, life was good, I was on a roll Cruise control ensure that this all would endure That the illusions are gone The curtain's been drawn My mask though it tries cannot disguise That it's you when no rhyme or reason can go For it's you in all time and each season I know And you never leave us all to chance You in all time and each season I know, and 
I've learned how to let go, how to cherish the eternal through the flow of my faith that does embrace me. In its space, I see so clearly how my soul it glows. And home is where the holy is, where we love and we forgive. Build the home that He seeks and desires. Every life tells its own tale. Any deep can tip the scale, bring yourselves down of gold and of gold. The illusions are gone, the curtain's been drawn. My mouth, though it tries, cannot disguise that it's you. And no rhyme or reason can go for it's you in all time and each season. I know, and you never leave us all. Fifty-seven, eighty-one. May all of our pain be healed. In the rise of its dawn, a new light is born. May your glory be known and revealed. 'Cause it's you, when no rhyme or reason can go. For it's you in all time and each season. I know, and you never leave us all to chance. And with you, the world will. J.M. and the A.M. Rabbi Ruvi knew with that selection. Um, it's called It's You here at J.M. and the A.M. Before that, you heard the Mordechai Shapiro, Enod Milvado, Joey Newcomb in there with Kila Olam Chazdo. Monday morning, it's J.M. and the A.M. And the Prime Minister of Israel supposedly is going to be making a statement coming up uh, less than an hour from now, about uh, 35 minutes from now. Prime Minister Netanyahu will deliver a statement about the possibility of early elections at his Likud faction meeting Monday at 3 p.m. Israel time. It's 8 a.m. Eastern time. Blue and White announced earlier Monday that it would present three bills the Likud opposes, one advancing the rights of gay men to adopt children in Israel, another that would add guarantees of equality to the nation's state law, and a third that would legislate Israel's Declaration of Independence. Army Radio reported early Monday that Finance Minister Katz of Likud has drafted a compromise um, has drafted a compromise that could be used to end the dispute between Likud and Blue and White over the state budget. According to the proposal, the state budgets of 20 and 21 would be presented together to the cabinet for approval next week and then advanced separately in the Knesset. 
2020 budget passed into law by December the 23rd and 2021 by February. Blue and white leader Gantz is demanding the 2021 budget be passed by the end of the year. A spokesman for Gantz and a spokeswoman for the finance ministry both said they were unaware of such a compromise. Katz will formally present the state budget to Prime Minister Netanyahu on Monday, the 2021 state budget on Monday. Another reported compromise would have been blue and white, would have blue and white agree to extend the deadline for passing the budget in return for a bill that would require Netanyahu to enable the rotation in the Prime Minister's office to take place next November. A third compromise floated would be the to vote on the ninety percent on ninety percent of the budget by Gantz's end of the year deadline, but leave the remainder of the budget not passed in order to satisfy Netanyahu. The coalition agreement states that if Netanyahu initiates an election, Gantz would become caretaker prime minister, except the government falls over not passing a budget. If the budget is not entirely passed by the end of March, Netanyahu would be caretaker and elections would be held when he wants them in June. <coughs> boy, oh boy. It's not easy to understand everything I just read from the Jerusalem Post, but for some reason I get the feeling as I read it that we're heading to new elections. <laughs> that's what I that's what I'm gonna be assuming based on what I'm reading. <laughs> That's what it seems to be indicating. I want to remind everybody that Hanukkah is just days away, 10 days to be exact. Don't forget that ShopEichlers.com, ShopEichlers.com gives you same-day delivery to most neighborhoods in the New York and New Jersey area on orders before 2 p.m. Plus, on top of that, they have a, a million different ways that can accommodate you no matter where you are around this country to get your items as soon as possible. Check it out. They have new releases. They have plenty of books in Sfarim. They have fantastic Judaica Wonderful silver items, shah sets, talasim, puzzles, games, and toys for the kids, yarmulkes, and more. It's all at shopeichlers.com, shopeichlers.com. Again, same-day delivery to most neighborhoods in the New York, New Jersey area. Check it out and enjoy. I am told that uh, Rabbi Goldwasser has the uh, morning off, Um, so we will uh, continue with more coming up right here at JM in the AM. You don't have to understand Just feel it in the air See it in the old man's gentle smile We don't have to see him Cause we all know that he's there I'll sing to you a while Hear it in the mountains echo In the oceans roar See it in the rolling clouds above Even though it's all
Jakob Shweki calls that the Freed medley in tribute to Avremo, to Avraham Freed on this Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. want to thank all those who are uh, making our trip to the UAE possible, all of our great sponsors and supporters. Uh, a lot of people have stepped forward to make sure that our broadcast from the UAE next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the 8th, 9th, and 10th of December, would be well taken care of with the uh, great guests and wonderful accommodations. And uh, one of the outfits we want to thank is uh, koshertravelers.com. Koshertravelers.com, in addition to their Hanukkah trip that's coming up, remember they have the one that's happening in January during Yeshiva break. So in theory, if somebody wanted to uh, visit those who are in Israel, uh, with travel to and from Israel being somewhat complicated, as you know, at this point, <laughs> all these months into COVID, uh, you might actually want to uh, take into consideration meeting friends and relatives in Dubai if you're spending your uh, winter vacation, your yeshiva break uh, in the UAE. And again, the um, the website is koshertravelers.com, koshertravelers.com. They've got all the uh, information. Uh, our next guest is actually going to be on the Hanukkah trip, uh, the one that's taking place in a couple of weeks for koshertravelers.com. And uh, that is uh, David Weinberg. David Weinberg, a preeminent scholar of the Jerusalem Institute for Strategy and Security, will add depth and meaning to the uh, trip, to the UAE kosher travelers journey. He'll delve into the diplomatic defense and economic issues that draw the UAE and Israel together and explore the common heritage of Muslims and Jews that underlies the historic Abraham Accords. Uh, in advance of our journey, of the um, uh, of our journey next week of broadcasting from the UAE, uh, we asked to speak with David Weinberg, who is vice president as well of the Jerusalem Institute for Strategy and Security. And since moving to Israel 30 years ago, he's been senior advisor to Deputy Prime Minister Natan Sharansky and coordinator of the Global Forum Against Anti-Semitism in the Prime Minister's Office and spokesman of the uh, Herzliya Conference on National Security, uh, the Begin Center for Strategic Studies, and Barilan University. You can check out many of his writings, articles, etc. at David Weinberg, davidmweinberg.com. Again, that's davidmweinberg.com. David, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. My pleasure. How are you? Looking forward to the Hanukkah trip, I'm sure. Without question. It's uh, very, very exciting. Um, it's impossible to deny that the fantastic new Mideast dynamic strengthens Israel, as well as Western strategic interests. It weakens Iran, Turkey, Russia, China, and the radicals among Palestinians. And for Jewish tourists, for Israeli tourists, it's um, it's simply a uh, lightning piece bonanza. There are 50,000 Israelis scheduled to visit <laughs> Dubai this month alone. That's pretty unbelievable. You know, we heard what happened Friday, and I'm sure our listeners uh, would love any details about the uh, episode in uh, 
in um, uh, in uh, Iran uh, that is being credited to Israel in terms of the uh, uh, taking out of the top uh, uh, Iranian scientists when it comes to the uh, nuclear program. Um, and I saw that the UAE, uh, or at least one of the officials in the UAE, released a statement uh, um, encouraging calm, encouraging uh, um, uh, people to you know to to stay level-headed. Let's put it that way. In the wake, in the wake of that episode, I, I mean, do, do th- the question is how tenuous or how strong, in your opinion, is this agreement between Israel and the UAE? Can one episode really put things on shaky ground or things are so stable between the two that episodes like that likely will have no effect? I have no doubt, Nahum, that the uh, leaders of Abu Dhabi, Dubai, and the other emirates in the UAE are grinning from ear to ear and clapping their hands um, at the uh, targeted assassination of this nuclear military chief in Iran. Uh, this, these accords, the Abraham Accords, uh, expand and solidify a critical regional alliance against a dangerous common enemy, Iran. You know, it's said that Israel worries about Iran. The Gulf countries are scared, um, very scared of Iran. And therefore, the answer to your question is, I think that these accords are substantial and long-lived. Um, What's better than that, from our perspective, is that they break the circle of enmity around Israel, and they've done so perhaps more already than the Egyptian and Jordanian Accords ever did. Right. In fact, these Accords seem to have a religious tinge to them. They lend religious legitimacy to Arab peace with Israel by referencing the Abrahamic common heritage of Arabs and Jews. It's, it's one way of implicitly acknowledging that Jews are indigenous to the land of Israel, and that's a mammoth transformation in the Arab approach to Israel, and it's a slap to the Palestinians who for years have been on this kick denying Jewish heritage in the land of Israel, even denying a historic Jewish presence in Jerusalem. So when Abu Dhabi calls for restraint in the aftermath of Friday's episode, you're saying they're doing so with a little bit of the wink of the eye. Correct. Um, there were even several uh, votes at the UN a week or two ago uh, where the Emirates continued with the traditional Arab pattern of voting against Israel, but they're voting with their feet. Um, it, it's impossible to ignore the genuine warmth experienced by every Israeli business delegation and tourist group that has gone so far to uh, Dubai and uh, Bahrain. Uh, It's a whirlwind of almost biblical proportions. Their their foreign ministers are embracing Israeli leaders. Um, There are three Emirati airlines that are already operating daily flights um, to Israel. They're timing them to connect with Emirates flights to the Far East, which gives Israelis new routes to Japan, Japan, uh, China, Japan, and, and more. There's venture capitalists from either side scouting out joint investments. And this is the end. This is truly the end of the Arab boycott of Israel, and that's the strongest signal. But look, but look, you know the American mindset. Sometimes it's hard for us to digest the fact that someone's a real peace partner, and yet they're voting against Israel at the UN. So, sometimes it's hard for for the American kid to wrap his head around that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. Um, 
But Israel has always given uh, more credence and more importance to facts on the ground, right. whether that's establishing Yishuvim and Yesha, or cooperating in intelligence defense areas, and now in fields as broad as cybersecurity, agrotech, educational technology, and healthcare. And their bilateral business chambers have already been established between the Gulf countries and Israel. There's a Jewish Muslim Women's Business Council, there's a Youth Council. Um, you've got the heads of Emirati investment houses telling the New York Times that they've fallen in love with the Israeli um, Strategic Studies Institute, including my institute, have signed research partnerships with leading Emirati institutes, and of course then there's the tourism. And that's the type of people-to-people engagement that Israel never enjoyed with the publics in Egypt or Jordan. Uh, So it's a real revolution, and ultimately I think those are the real signs that these new relationships have staying power. David M. Weinberg is with us talking about the UAE. He's part of the koshertravelers.com journey to the UAE next uh, Hanukkah, next week, frankly. Uh, those of you interested, go to koshertravelers.com. You know, the um, it's funny. People who've been to Dubai, because I wonder, I wonder, you know, does the average person on the street of the UAE, you know, are they affected by all of this? And people who've been there over the last few weeks have said to me that they get that feeling. You know, we in the United States, again, you know, different things happen politically with other countries. You know, the average person wouldn't really feel a major difference or, you know, or, 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 or be affected by the warming of relations between our two countries, whoever they may be. But it seems in this case that people have a genuine, genuine curiosity when they see tourists from Israel and Jews from other parts of the world coming in and they want to engage with them. And that th- th- what we're being told in advance of our trip is we're going to be surprised at just how much engagement there is between us and the uh, and the citizens of the UAE. Would you say that's an accurate assessment? Um, from what I hear, absolutely so. Uh, we know of um, thousands of Emiratis who started to study Hebrew, including at two Israeli overseas schools that have now been set up uh, online. And you have to remember that the UAE is a very disciplined society. Um, It really does take its cues from the leadership at the top, and the leadership at the top has been uh, punching uh, this tolerance and reconciliation message uh, for a number of years. You don't get the anti-Israel messaging like you do in the Arab press or the radical Islamic anti-Israel messaging that you see in the Iranian press, the the Emirates, as I said, have been uh, very disciplined for a long time, which which is why I think Israelis and, and Jews everywhere can feel comfortable in traveling there, because it's a safe, disciplined society. Uh, the trips there are affordable. Um, and in the kosher travelers case, if we dial back to the um, trips that uh, we've been talking about, um, kosher travelers is a good fit because... It has a reputation for attention to detail and um, a complete experience. Uh, Kosher Travelers executives um, think of everything involved. And and you should almost think about a Kosher Travelers tour to the Emirates like you think of a high-level mission to Israel. It involves, of course, um, going to all the tourist sites, but also meeting Emirati community leaders and strategic thinkers, shopping in the world's most exclusive mega malls, visiting museums and the architectural world wonders that are there, 
um, palaces, oases, gardens, pools, beaches, camel riding, uh, jeeping, flying to the skies at sunrise in a hot air balloon, all while um, uh, dining on the fo- finest kosher cuisine under formal OU supervision uh, and enjoying Shabbat in a beautiful and traditional ambiance. Kosher Travelers wraps it all into a package and makes sure that you have nothing to worry about during the course of the week there. And finally, I'll add the Kosher Travelers is the only one of the tourist agencies now um, talking about tours to the Emirates um, that takes along a scholar in residence. In this case, <laughs> that's me. Um, and and as, I, as you said in your introduction, we really are going to delve into the diplomatic, defense, and economic issues that are drawing uh, the Emirates and Israel together. We're going to learn about the Torah of Hazal, um, who lived and thrived in the Arabian Gulf, in Iraq, and in Yemen in particular. Uh, We're going to meet Emirati uh, religious leaders to understand this new dialogue, this new discourse of religious reconciliation between Muslims and Jews that we've mentioned. Uh, It's an intellectual package uh, layered on to the touring package, layered on to the, um, the from uh, kosher uh, environment, it's really the ultimate way to go. Well, we, uh, we hear about the outfit, koshertravelers.com. We're certainly impressed. Anybody who wants information about the Hanukkah trip or about the January trip for intercession, yeshiva break, uh, koshertravelers.com is the website. David Weinberg, why did it take so long? If all of this has been, uh, if the way you're describing the uh, UAE, um, you know, and, and the attitude that they generally have now uh, toward Israel, I can't imagine this happened with a flip of a switch. I mean, I assume that the, that type of attitude has existed for quite a while, especially since Iran has uh, tried to dominate the region and people in the UAE have feared their advancement. Uh, why did it take till now? Was it Trump? Is it, it it had to be Netanyahu? Otherwise, no other prime minister could have done it. Is it what's happening now in the UAE or the deals they got in exchange for all of this? Why now, in 2020, are we enjoying the peace that you're describing? It's a great question, Nahum. Um, to which there are multiple layers of answers. Some of which you just mentioned. But the first and foremost thing I would I would point out is that. The Emirates and the other Gulf countries um, are only moving towards Israel because Israel is now viewed by them as a strong, powerful actor. Um, In the years that Israel was always on the defensive, um, under attack um, by the left, uh, withdrawing from territories under pressure um, from Washington, always apologizing for its moves, um, Israel didn't necessarily appear to them as as a country that could make a difference. And a weak economy. But under, say again? And a weak economy that didn't help either. They weren't strong financially. Correct. Correct. Netanyahu is perceived, and the Israel that Netanyahu has presided over over the last decade is perceived as strong today and always. First and foremost, it's strong in standing up to Iran. Um, it's the only country in the world that is literally uh, bombing and targeting Iranian targets, whether they be Revolutionary Guards forward troops that are now encamped in Syria um, or um, Iranian militias in Iraq um, or even Iranian nuclear leaders in Iran itself. 
It's the only country in the world that had the guts to stand up to the president of the United States. Remember Netanyahu's uh, famous speech at the Congress against right. uh, the JCPOA. Right. Israel has a strong economy that's coming out of the uh, corona crisis in relatively good shape. It's handled the corona crisis in relatively good shape. It has relations, strategic relations, not just with Washington today, but also with Putin in Russia and the Indians and the Chinese, um, and now clearly with the Gulf countries. It's the image of Israel as a um, strong and independent actor that uh, brings the Gulfies to bandwagon around Israel, especially as they their fears of a hegemonic Iran grow. And yes, the fact that uh, President Trump um, was prepared to reward these countries for moving towards Israel with arms sales and other uh, items uh, clearly helps as well. And one of Israel's concerns is that if the, if the Biden administration doesn't take as keenly as the Trump administration did uh, to the expansion of Israel-Arab ties, uh, the enthusiasm for the growth of these new relationships will will decline somewhat in the Arab world. The, the, the common threats remain, the threat from Iran. Um, but the inducements uh, from Washington may not be there in the same intensity, and that's clearly a concern here in Jerusalem. Finally, David, we keep hearing about uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, coming out with a major statement uh, just a few minutes from now. Uh, are we headed toward new elections in Israel? The short answer is yes. Um, I believe that Israel will go to the polls again at some time over the next six months, whether it's in March or in June. Um, but long before the um, unity coalition accord between Netanyahu and Gantz, between Likud and Blue and White, uh, reaches the target date, which is next November, uh, when Gantz was supposed to take the reins uh, in the prime minister's office. I, I think we'll go to an election long before that, whether it's over this item or that item that the government collapses, whether it's over the budget or some controversial piece of legislation, I think it's clear that Netanyahu is going to stand for a re-election. And I'll throw one more tidbit into the into the story, which is that Many analysts here believe that Netanyahu will try to get himself elected next summer as the next president of Israel, because uh, President Rivlin's term is coming to an end. So there'll be a lot of interesting things in Israeli politics over the six months that isn't going to be a quiet time. Very, very interesting. David M. Weinberg of the Jerusalem Institute for Strategy and Security. He'll be on the koshertravelers.com journey for Hanukkah to the UAE. If you're interested, folks, koshertravelers.com. And again, a reminder, they have a Yeshiva League break. Uh, Yeshiva Week uh, toured to Dubai as well, and that's uh, going to be uh, January the 21st. Go to koshertravelers.com for all the details. David, thank you so much. Enjoy the UAE, and uh, we thank you for all this info in advance of our trip to uh, the Emirates. I'm sure you'll have a fantastic time, and it'll be tailored to perfection by the Kosher Travelers executive staff. Bezrat Hashem. Thank you. Be well as well. And thank you so much for joining us. Monday morning broadcast. You're listening to JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M., Shlomo Katz wrapping up our second hour this morning here at J.M. in the A.M. 
We'll be broadcasting from the UAE, please God, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week with a big thank you to all of our sponsors and supporters. A big shout-out to Aaron's Casino Farms, casinofarms.com out in Queens. Big shout-out to Aaron's West Orange, aaronswestorange.com in New Jersey. Again, has um, joined into one of our special projects. We thank them so, so much. Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens, Aaron's West Orange in New Jersey. Uh, Don't forget, as Hanukkah approaches, 10 days away, literally everything you need on so many different levels, because it's not just food items. They have so many different Hanukkah items that are uh, gracing the store and that you'll find. So check out Aaron's Casino Farms by walking into their beautiful location in Queens and check out Aaron's West Orange by walking into their beautiful location in West Orange, New Jersey. Uh, And we thank them for their support as we head to the UAE next week. Special thanks to our supporters of the Jewish Unity Initiative who have taken special interest in this uh, journey of ours. Much appreciated. Special thank you to Rosenbaum Financial Services, to shopeichlers.com, to koshertravelers.com, to Steinreich Communications, to the UAE Israel Business Council, to Cross River Bank. Big thank you to all of them for being part of this journey with us. Hey, don't forget this coming Thursday, we're going to dedicate the 8 o'clock hour to the Chevron Fund Cause Match campaign. Everything you give will be tripled. We'll give you details as we get closer. But again, the Cause Match campaign is Wednesday and Thursday. Go to hebronfund.org for information. And um, and we'll dedicate the 8 o'clock hour to the holy city of Hebron this coming Thursday right here at JM and the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSegal.com, and then AlchemSegal Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app.
Chaim Yisrael. Melech Ozer is the name of that selection. Monday morning broadcast with 53 degrees. Lots of rain expected today. A high of 64 if you're in the New York, New Jersey area. That's where we're heading uh, toward. Uh, those of you around the world, not sure what the weather's like where you are, but uh, you certainly can comment on our app. Let us know what's going on where you are. Go to the NSN, not Home Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Speaking of the world, I mentioned off the air to Rabbi Schneier a moment ago that um, <laughs> we're going next week to the UAE. Uh, but he did all the hard work. He did all the uh, all the difficult work that needed to be done in order to forge relationships in the United Arab Emirates over the last many years. He's described some of that for us uh, here on JM and the AM over the years. And now next week we get to be the uh, beneficiaries of all that. And he, please God, will join us at some point in the UAE. So uh, aside from this morning's conversation, we'll have an opportunity to speak to him there on the spot, please God, before the holiday of Hanukkah. And we're very much uh, anticipating that. Uh, Rabbi Mark Schneier, founding rabbi of the Hampton Synagogue. Welcome back to JM in the AM. It's great. By the way, that Melech Ozer has a real Dubai beat. You have to play it <laughs> when you get to UAE. Love it. It, Love does, it. it does have a Middle Eastern flavor, doesn't no it? No question. No question. Particular no question. for the Gulf region, you would say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's spot on. Well, one thing I can attest to after having been in your synagogue, you know your music, that I can say. Ah. <laughs> and you certainly surround yourself with some musical experts, to say the least. Thank so, you. <laughs> especially your cantor, who is so beloved yeah. by so many. Um, so, I mean, look, look, I mean, all this happens, and now we're at a point just a couple of months later, because remember, this was September the 15th in, uh, in Washington at the White House. Now, a couple of months later, you know, we're hearing the figures that 50,000 people are going to be visiting from Israel to the uh, UAE just this month, uh, in the upcoming month of December. And, and of course, we know, I mean, just, it's quite obvious that there are people from the U.S. and other parts of the world who are going there as well. I mean, what's it like for you when you seriously look back at the hard work and the relationships that you have been uh, forging all these years, and now you see Jews from everywhere being able to take advantage of going to the UAE? Look, it's a thrilling sense of accomplishment, but I also acknowledge that in terms of the arithmetic, it's two down, four to go. We have UAE, we have Bahrain, uh, but we still have to work on Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Kuwait, and Oman to have a full recognition by the Gulf states of Israel, full normalization ties. And that's another reason why I'm going. Yes, we'll see each other in Dubai, and um thrilled I'm being honored. The Emiratis have um, decided to translate uh, my book, Sons of Abraham, which is the definitive text in Muslim-Jewish relations into Arabic. Wow. They're developing a whole curriculum for youth and students around the book so that the next generation of leaders in the Gulf um, will not only have greater understanding and tolerance, but particularly when it comes to uh, relations between Muslims and Jews, when we can celebrate our commonalities. So, yes, I'll be in Dubai, but then you know, I'm off to Bahrain, I'm off to other uh, Gulf countries, you know, to continue you know, this journey. Um, again, two down, four to go. Um, how would you describe those four? Will, they be, will it be much more difficult 
for Israel and those countries to have what now Israel and Bahrain and what Israel and the UAE have? No, I, I think it'll be simpler. I think you're going to see a domino effect. Uh, I do believe that these countries will wait until um, President-elect Biden is in office, until there is a new administration. Um, ironically, a Joe Biden may be more successful with Saudi Arabia uh, than the Donald Trump because Biden and the Saudis are very much on the same page when it comes to the Palestinian uh, people, when it comes to their plight, when it comes to their advancement. Uh, I don't necessarily believe it has to be in terms of land and territory. It could be in terms of economic advancement and economic empowerment, which was very much the theme of the conference I attended in Bahrain last year that was called by uh, Jared Kushner, uh, Peace to Prosperity. Um, but there needs to be some movement when it comes to Saudi Arabia and Qatar on the Palestinian issue, and that's I find that a President Biden is more in concert with these countries uh, than a uh, Donald Trump. Interesting. right? Mark Schneier is with us. A lot of people thought that uh, it was the Trump factor that finally made this happen with the UAE, and, and we're not denying any, any credit that he deserves, but you're saying don't think just because he's not in office or won't be in office, don't think that's the end of all this. Even a Democratic administration, as you just described, could certainly endorse and promote this type of arrangement, this type of agreement. Look, at the Abraham Accord signing at the White House, and there I was sitting in the very first row with the Bahrainian delegation, if you listen attentively to the addresses of both the foreign ministers of UAE and Bahrain. They devoted a good part of their talk to the plight of the Palestinian people, and it's wrong for those pundits who suggest that Gulf leaders do not care and no longer concerned about the plight of the Palestinian people. Yes, they are concerned about the existentialist threat of Iran, Right. There are certain economic challenges now in the Gulf because of the diminishing demand for oil. Um, what a wonderful partnership between the Gulf and Israel in terms of combating COVID-19. There are many, many examples of cooperation, but it is just dead wrong to assume that they are not concerned with the plight of the Palestinians, and they want to see some movement on that issue. Right. The question is how much movement and what type of movement. But as you say, I guess we'll have to wait for the next administration to find out uh, those details. Uh, what are your feelings about being there on Hanukkah, a, uh, a time of miracles, a, uh, a, special, a special time on the Jewish calendar, and spending it in a region of the world that, frankly, most people would never have dreamt of spending Hanukkah? Look, for me, it's not my first time there right. uh, in, in the region of Hanukkah. In fact, one of my favorite stories that when I first met the King of Bahrain, when I met His Majesty in the palace in 2011, it was for Hanukkah. And I wanted to bring him a gift from New York, and I literally combed the city to find a menorah that would be appropriate, and I actually found a menorah where each candle holder had a crown on it. Mm. And I looked at this menorah and said, my God, you know, this is a bullseye. Thank you, God, I can't believe such a menorah exists. And I slept it all the way with me from New York, 
then I had to go to uh, Dubai, I had to go to Qatar, I end up in Bahrain, and the big day arrives, and I come to the palace, and he's there with his family, and I said, you know, you know Your Majesty, I have this uh, very beautiful gift for you, it's menorah, as we're celebrating Hanukkah, and he looks at me and says, Rabbi, Rabbi, it's such a beautiful, uh, you know, gift, but what is Hanukkah? And I had to be really quick, I said, Your Majesty, it's a story of an oil shortage. Thank God you don't have that problem. <laughs> all right, so that's probably my favorite Hanukkah story of all times. And whenever I am at the palace with the king, you know, he always points to the menorah and says, remember, we don't have an oil shortage problem here in Bahrain. That's why he never heard of the holiday. Is it hard for you to, well, I, sh- I should say this differently. Um, look, you know, you know, you know what the American mindset is like, and you certainly know what the American Jewish mindset is like. Uh, I think it's hard for a lot of people to, you know, the way we grew up, you know, knowing what what the uh, what the Arab nations meant to us in terms of uh, um, uh, hatred toward Israel. And that certainly, you know, in that era when we grew up, that was the uh, that was the bottom line that you know uh, Jews were not beloved by Arabs. In fact, um, uh, just the opposite. Uh, and now I think a lot of Jews uh, all around the world, but especially here in the U.S. because of the Accords, are discovering that there is such a large group of moderate Arabs, such a large group of of, of um, Arab nations, Arab states, that want to live in peace. And I think for a lot of people, it, the way we grew up, I think it's hard for us to grasp that and to understand that. Do you find that that's a re-education that's necessary, that we need to realize that there's a significant population among the Arab population that really means it when they say they want to live in peace? Great question. And this is something that I've been hammering away for years now, because this goes way beyond the Arab-Israeli conflict. It really comes down to relations between Muslims and Jews. There are 1.6 billion Muslims in the world, and 16 million Jews. In fact, among the Muslim population, the Muslim Arabs living in the Middle East only make up 18% of the greater Muslim population. So for me, it goes way beyond, um, you know, Arab-Israeli relations. You know, the real challenge was to always find the path to narrow the gap and divide the chasm between Muslims and Jews. And yet, there are no two other faith communities that have more in common than Muslims and Jews. You know, I often speak of our common faith and our common fate, and how our single destiny must strengthen our bonds of concern, compassion, caring for each other. And that's why I am particularly thrilled and so honored with my upcoming trip The fact that they're taking this book that I co-authored five, six years ago, Random House is my uh, publisher, The Sons of Abraham, I co-authored with uh, one who is really the chief imam of New York, uh, Imam Shamsi Ali. And it is a book that gives you the textual understanding and knowledge to recognize, you know, the, the the commonalities between Muslims and Jews, because it's one thing on the leadership level. I'm thrilled, fifty thousand Israelis, you are going to visit uh, Dubai and and Abu Dhabi and and Bahrain, but.
But we need to bring this message down to the pews in terms of the masses. And the fact that they are developing curriculum, student guides around this book to then teach the next generation how close our two faiths, our, our two religions, our two peoples are, that to me is priceless. This has to go way beyond the political victory. There must be a greater understanding and cooperation between Muslims and Jews on the um, level of the masses. Well said. Uh, the book is called Sons of Abraham. Right? Mark Schneier is the president of the Foundation for Ethnic Understanding and, of course, the founding rabbi of the Hampton Synagogue. Looking forward to seeing you in uh, Dubai next week. And as usual, we thank you for your comments and commentary about all this. It's always a pleasure to have you on the air. Nachum, as we'd say, looking forward, or as we'd say in the region, inshallah. <laughs> inshallah is right. Thank you, Rabbi. Always great speaking to you. Rabbi Mark Schneier on a Monday morning broadcast here at JM the AM. More coming up. Our broadcasts from Dubai, from the UAE. They're happening Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week. And I certainly hope you'll all be tuned in and uh, be ready to uh, hear about the Jewish community of the UAE. Pretty amazing. More coming up here at JM in the AM.
Actually, a good song leading into our next conversation. Avram Alvin Freed with Chesed here on a JM and AM Monday. Raining here in New York. In fact, it's really, really raining in this area right now. More of the same, it seems, uh, for the uh, bulk of the day in this area of the world. Uh, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Hani Herman is with us, Associate Director of uh, Yachad. Uh, you know the great work that Yachad does. Uh, they are amazing. And uh, they've introduced uh, Yachad's sibling support services, now including an adult sibling support group. Hani Herman, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning. Welcome. to. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. Uh, look, <laughs> it's almost 10 months in. I can only imagine, I think we even discussed on the air a few months ago, the impact that the pandemic situation has had on the Yachad organization. Now things are being done a lot differently than than you're used to, or at least that has been done for so many years. Uh, anything different a few months later? Are we still in the uh, in the same type of format and uh, doing and trying to do the same type of activities as you described to us months ago? Yeah. So you know, the, we we have a lot of hybrid models happening across the country. So it's really a mix of a lot of virtual programming, but also some very small group in-person activities, but it really depends on, on you know, where the location is and, and what the, the rules and regulations are. So um, from that perspective, you know, we're not on, we're not on complete lockdown, uh, which is good, uh, but we still have many families that are really struggling. 
And if people, and believe me, I sympathize with all of them, think they're in a difficult isolation situation, um, and again, this is not a speech on keeping things in perspective. I do sympathize for everybody who's going through everything that we're going through. Everyone has their own situation. Uh, but when it comes to some of the Yachad members, the isolation is really, really difficult and sometimes hard to you know, comprehend from their point of view. So it, it, every again, every situation is unique and everyone is suffering in some way, shape, or form from this thing. But people need to realize that the, uh, the people that you normally serve in a specific way are being served very differently right now. And uh, and it's really brought some complications to the whole system, I would imagine. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're, we're working with a group of people who, under typical circumstances, feel more isolated. Right. So you know, then the pandemic has really you know brought that to the forefront, and um, we're doing all we can to really bring joy and and bring socialization to as many of our members and and their families as possible. Hani Herman is with us. Yachad has a website to register for sibling support services. It's yachad.org slash sib support. Yachad.org slash sib support. And Hani, before we discuss the group, I have to imagine that with the situation the way it is, the way you and I just described it, the impact on siblings has got to be uh, pretty drastic because uh, a lot of families, no doubt, are turning to siblings to pitch in even more uh, when it comes to uh, Yachad members and their families who are who are in need of uh, specific services and this, and have specific needs. Yes, yeah, siblings are, are a very special group of people, um, siblings of all ages who have a, a brother or sister with special needs. And um, I don't want to say they're overlooked, but often they are overlooked. Um, and there aren't so many programs out there focused on, on their needs. Um, and it's understandable, you know, parents have, have a lot on their plate, especially during a pandemic. Yep. Um, but, you know, Yafed's definitely not new to working with siblings. Um, you know, we have a family retreat. Unfortunately, it, was, it didn't happen this past spring, but right. for over 30 years, we would have a family retreat where siblings of all ages were together for Shabbos. Um, and so this is sort of a break off of that. This is now taking it to the next level, being able to offer support throughout the year across the globe. Yachad Sibling Support Services, it's Virtual Sibling Support Group. It's a virtual sibling support group for adult siblings of individuals with disabilities age 21 and over. Join uh, monthly for support, resources, and networking. Every session is free of charge. The group is led by uh, Amanda Levy, Director of Clinical Services at Yachad. Uh, What do people need to know outside of registering, Khani? So our, our goal with this group is to really open up a network for siblings. Um, the main goal is for them to feel less isolated. And at the same time, as you mentioned, you know, to really be able to help each other with resources, um, guardianship questions, future planning, or general emotional support. You know, one of the things that yeah, people didn't realize when the pandemic hit, and I, I've spoken to a number of adult siblings, was that when the pandemic hit, you know, there were residential services that had to close down or had very, or were on lockdown and couldn't have visitors. Right. Um, so you had, you had adults with special needs who were moving back home. Um, and so that was very difficult for parents, but very difficult for, for the siblings as well. Yeah, I can only imagine. Boy, oh boy. Uh, so you're welcoming all siblings, all siblings to uh, sign up. They can go to yachad.org slash sibsupport, yachad.org slash sibsupport. They'll see the information there. And literally, on a monthly basis, you're hoping to give them support, resources, networking, uh, all of this for free, and uh, hopefully they'll take advantage 
of this service. Hani Herman, anything you'd like to add? Um, I just want to add that it is for people across the country. Um, we had people from New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Ohio, Canada. Um, because it's virtual, that's the beauty. Everyone can join. Yep. Um, and the next group is this Wednesday, December 2nd at 8 p.m. And we really welcome and encourage people to come. Um, you, you will not only get, but you will really be able to give, give to others. Uh, I'll just add that Amanda Levy, who runs the group, our, our director of clinical services, you know, she shared with me that there are people that, that have come to the group that have shared that they have never spoken to another sibling in their life, which is very, very difficult to imagine wow. uh, that adults have never met other siblings. So it's very powerful and very helpful, um, and we're here for you. Unbelievable. What a great service. It's free, everybody. Amanda Levy leads it. It's monthly, and the next one is this Wednesday. Take advantage if you're a sibling of a Yachad member. Yachad.org slash Sib support. Yachad.org slash Sib support. Hani Herman is Associate Director of Yachad. Thank you. Continue your amazing work on behalf of great people in our community, Hani. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you, Nelson. Have a great day. Monday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Oh, no. 
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning with Shlomo Katz. Well, not only do we get a preview of today's Israel show with Mayor Weingarten, not only do we get an opportunity to wish Mayor a very happy 8th anniversary, because as you remember, the Monday after Thanksgiving is the anniversary of the start of the Israel show. So we get to wish Mayor a happy 8th anniversary. Uh, But in addition to that, we could turn to Mayor and ask him for the latest from Israel, because as you know, we mentioned this morning that 45 minutes ago, Prime Minister Netanyahu was scheduled to make a an election anna- or an, something an, an announcement having to do with an election. Mayor Weingarten, happy anniversary and welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Nachum David Halevi. If we say Yom Huledat Sameach for a birthday, what do we say for anniversary? Um, well, usually you say Yom Hanisuim, but it's not relevant in this case. So what about an anniversary that has to do with something um, outside of marriage? Yeah. Yom HaShanah Shminit L'Tchilat HaShidur. Wow. I guess that's you would a, say. That's a, that's a long greeting. <laughs> that's a long greeting. Usually it's, uh, usually he was much shorter than English sometimes. Yeah. And I, it could be that I'm forgetting something. Well, I'm still going to... Very exciting. I'm so excited. Well, I'm, eighth anniversary. I'm still going to say happy eighth anniversary, and thank you for all your hard work and for bringing so many important topics and great music to us every single week. Uh, 99% of the time in a live presentation, which is amazing, every Monday at 9 a.m. It's much appreciated, and I thank, thank you, you for it. And thank you for the platform, you and Miriam and everybody else that's involved there. A pleasure. Um, we also said... We also said that because of your, uh, because of the fact that you're on this morning, we'd be able to get a preview of 
today's Israel show. But why don't we start with, can you tell us what Prime Minister Netanyahu told the country less than an hour yeah. ago? Yes, in a very short statement. Uh, uh, I mean, Segal said, a special announcement doesn't always mean dramatic. Hmm. <laughs> so um, he said, we are not going to vote for elections. We're going to vote against them because the uh, blue and white party might or um, Yair Lapid are going to bring up uh, a proposal to the Knesset to vote for elections, and the uh, Likud claims they're going to vote against it. I mean, that's what he says now. We don't know what's going to be next week or tomorrow, for that matter. Well, later today, who knows? But um, one thing is for sure, Israel is heading towards elections, whether it'll be, you know, the, the Knesset will be disbanded this week, next week, or in a month from now. It's irre- irrelevant, really. We're going to another set of elections. When we had David M. Weinberg on earlier today, he said, uh, don't be shocked if if a BB next time around, assuming he times it well, runs for president of Israel because uh, uh, Ruby Rivlin's uh, term is uh, is going to end soon. Have you heard? Right. I've heard that. I don't think that's going to happen. He wants to be um, prime minister. He wants to be prime minister. He wants to have his trial, which now the next phase has again been postponed and now is set for February. He wants to have his trial at a time where he is the prime minister. Right. It makes his whole standing in front of the court different. Right. Where he's the undis- and, undisputed, not partner prime minister. Oh, so I'm, I'm not sure about that. But one thing that's clear is that they don't get along. The, the two parties are not getting along. It's a sham. The whole thing is not working out um, the way it should be. It's not a national unity government. Unity is... Uh, one word that we, we cannot use about this government. Right. And, um, and both sides are, uh, it, it really, it's, it's uh, you know, the hot potato everyone is throwing to the other one. Who, who, whose fault is it going to be? The perception of whose fault it is that we're going to another set of elections. Right. So they're going to play that out. Oh, boy, oh, boy, I'll tell you. Uh, also coming up on the Israel show, a mayor will discuss the killing of Mohsen uh, Fadazadeh by uh, somebody. You know, it's funny. Right. It's funny. Someone read to me a report yesterday that the entire ambush um, and, and killing of this uh, scientist um, happened remotely, meaning that literally machinery was, was set up and someone detonated the, these, these bombs or machine guns, whatever they were, to go off at the appropriate time. Then um, Iran, uh, Iran uh, released four photos of four suspects who were supposedly on the spot. So which one is it? So uh, I, I don't know because I, I was not directly involved in this. <laughs> you know, my, my position is, is one where you know, my involvement is not immediate. But um, I'll tell you this. First of all, every single Israeli turns to the newspaper in the morning, looks at the four faces, and says, "Is it anyone I know? Is it one of my one of my neighbors' kids? Maybe <laughs> that's that's like a national pastime." Um, from, from what I heard, it was a combination of remote and actual uh, um, soldiers that were there. More than one uh, actual group. It was there was the remote bomb that went off that 
stopped the caravan, his, his um, motorcade of the scientists, which was three cars. Then, then uh, operatives came and shot at the car. Then Iranian soldiers, Iranian soldiers came and were shooting at the shooters, protecting him. And then on motorcycles suddenly whizzed by another group who shot the Iranian soldiers. That's the latest uh, accounting that I heard. I don't know. And I think we'll we'll be guessing for quite a while. Are there satellites? And they disappeared. And then they disappeared. Obviously, are all there, the soldiers. Are there satellite videos of the uh, of the encounter? Not as of yet. And and it means and and the, no, no, nobody's released anything. And the whole disappearance is amazing, especially now in 2020. I mean, how, the disappearance how, of the soldiers. Yeah, I mean, how could they be on the spot? And, and then suddenly be gone. Yeah, and then be gone. I mean, the, the, the coordination and the cooperation needed to either get them back right. to Israel or get them out of Iran or whatever has to be done in order for them to stay safe. Must Remember that this is an organization. If, if it is the Mossad, <clears throat> right, yeah. um, is an organization that two years ago walked into Tehran, took out, what did they say? How many tons? Ten tons of documents and DVDs and CDs of right. the archive of the uh, nuclear program and put them on trucks and drove them out overnight. Unbelievable. The whole thing is unbelievable. It, 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 it yet again, besides the miraculous Yad Hashem that we see, but yet again, Bidera Hateva shows us that in Iran, Israel has a tremendous support network. And it, it makes sense because you have a tremendous um, group of Iranians who want to get rid of this, uh, this, this Islamic Republic um, crazies. Right. Finally, you said November. Th- we know Haftep in November. November 29th is a significant date in Israel's history. Those of you who don't know why, make sure to uh, ask your uh, rabbi, your teacher, your uh, your parent, your grandparent, ask them why uh, the 29th of November is significant. But today, the 30th of November, you claim, is being added to the list as a key date in Israel's history. You want, you want to give me a hint on this, or I have to turn, tune into the Israel show? Um, if I give you a hint, I'll give it away. So, mm. Um, mm. you know, tune in, or or I'll tell you off the air. That's a deal. Uh, there he is, Mayor Weingarten, on his eighth anniversary of the Israel Show. Make sure to uh, email him and wish him a mazal tov. Make sure to comment on the app, the NSN, Malcolm Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and wish him a mazal tov. It's eight years, and eight years later, it's a full comprehensive show with a whole review of what happened Friday in Iran, why November 30th is a key date, and not to be missed the weekly Israeli music mix. And I have a feeling Mayor will discuss for a moment or two uh, the election possibilities as well in Israel for 2020. 21. Make sure to like the Israel Show Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show, and tune in. It's real easy. Just stay where you are for the next six minutes, and you'll be tuned in. Meir Weingarten, Mazal Tov, and we look forward to the Israel Show minutes away. Thank you very much. Yom Tov, Shavuot Tov. Yom Tov and Shavuot Tov to all, and thank you. More coming up. Here's Mordechai Ben David. It's JM in the AM. I'm 
That's Mordechai Ben David, JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nachum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Thursday, 8 o'clock hour, we'll dedicate to the holy city of Hebron as the Hebron Fund goes uh, through its cause match, triple match campaign. That'll be Thursday in the 8 o'clock hour. Big thank you to our friends at... Um, at Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens and Aaron's West Orange in New Jersey, sponsors of our journey to uh, the UAE. Remember everything you need for Hanukkah, both food-wise and otherwise, you're going to find at Aaron's Casino Farms on Casino Boulevard in Queens and Aaron's West Orange in West Orange, New Jersey. 
Check it out today and enjoy. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies. Pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. Modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items as well. Visit the website, kosherdogs.net. Try A&H today. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSegal.com, and the AlchemSegal Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Monday here at JM and the AM. Happy anniversary, Mayor Weingarten. Eighth anniversary celebration of the Israel show coming up next. Yoni Pollock, after further review, the world of sports at 10 a.m., 11 a.m. for Jake Novak and Novak Now. And tomorrow morning, we're back with JM and the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.